0: They change cultures. They're heat seekers. They run at adversity and embrace change. These are the Room Tilters.
1: Somebody who can change the temperature in a room when they walk in. Hmm. I and mean, that's metaphorical for somebody who can influence those around them and make such an impact quickly, emphatically, and long-lasting, whether it be an organization, a team, a relationship, whatever it might be.
0: This is the Room Tilters podcast, presented by Limitless Minds. Co-hosts DJ Eitzen and Harry Wilson. Founders of peak performance and leadership consulting company Limitless Minds explore how the best and brightest change the temperature in a room. From sports, the military, entertainment and media, clinical psychologists to CEOs, this podcast will navigate what it takes to think big and go far. And now, DJ and Harry. Hey, welcome to the Room Tilters podcast. And today, we have Dave Meltzer, co-founder of Sports One Marketing and host of entrepreneur's podcast The Playbook. He's in the top 100 business coaches, he's a global public speaker and a three-time international best-selling author. Uh this man has even been named Sports Humanitarian of the Year. And you'll see this uh throughout this podcast, Harry teases me um because all I've been doing all week is quoting Dave Meltzer. And, and utilizing some of the things that I've learned, not only from this this podcast, but also just researching and watching him uh, online. And, uh, you know, his heart for people is big and he has a number that he's put to it, how many people he wants to impact. So um, you'll see Dave Meltzer tilts a room and uh, I hope you guys really enjoy the show. So with that, here's Dave Meltzer. All right, Dave, how are you doing? Amazing.
2: Thanks so much for having me.
0: Hey, welcome to the Room Tilters podcast. Excited to have you on. You were born in in Ohio, right? Now you're you're out in Cali?
2: Born in Akron, Ohio. I'm a Buckeye at heart. Love Ohio State. Do some marketing for the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton. Uh, So,
0: yeah. Big Ohio guy. That's awesome. Harry teases me all the time because he says everybody... Uh, When we run into folks, you know, at these different conferences or just out when we're doing business, he says, is everybody from Ohio? I said, yeah, man, that's right.
1: (laughs) So am I. That's the funny thing is that I was born in Cincinnati, but I only lived there for a short period of time. So those that are great are born in that state. That's me.
0: That's right. I like that, Harry. That's good. And it's a great place to be from. (laughs) <laughs> for sure. So 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 you know, I was looking at and I know you had the opportunity to um to meet and interview one of our co-founders for our business Limitless Minds, Trevor Moad. And so I saw you guys have the you know something in common there, both graduating from Occidental. You you played football there, correct? Played uh, football,
2: ran track, played a little baseball when I first got there, but they were so bad I stuck to the stuff <laughs> we were good at. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that was when I first initially kind of start learning more and more about you. But, you know, I've seen that whether it's been in business and, and I know you've done some sports marketing, we're really excited to hear about some of your background in that. Um, and also just to start out, um, how have you been handling this 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 quarantine? What, is that, what does that look like for you being a guy that's out and about all the time? Tell me, tell us a little bit about that.
2: I'm always a person that focuses on the four things I can control. So my mindset, I always have a positive mindset, looking for the strengths, the miracles in the middle. I know that Millionaire's margins are made during difficult times. And so I look for the certainty of my mindset the certainty of my feelings So I've been on a continual process of practicing ending fear and this is just a greater opportunity to Show and to, to practice that uh, Also, I'm in control of what I say and what I hear now. There's been a great shift I usually have a bigger problem controlling what I say Uh, But nowadays, it's harder to control what you hear. So you got to surround yourself with the right people and the right ideas and not inundate yourself with the the wrong perspectives and negative energy. And then finally, we control our actions. And I've always been stern on, you know, five simple actions of taking inventory of my values, personal, experiential, giving, receiving, always asking and attracting a series of questions of how I can provide service or value or a series of questions. If you know someone that could help me, I'm always a student in my calendar, paying attention and giving intention to the coincidences I want, whether it be what I have planned, what I don't have planned or sleep. I'm always a person to do it now. Uh, So, you know, 100% of things I do now get done, which sets me apart from everyone else and catches me up to the rest. And then finally, like I said, I'm practicing ending fear uh, and no better time why I think I'm in the middle of a miracle and, you know, really trying to help the third of the, of the universe that doesn't feel like they're in the middle of a miracle.
1: Right. I love that, man. That's good stuff. I mean, you know, what's interesting, Dave, is like, as I've been studying, you know, the work you've been doing and, and the individuals that you're talking to on some of the interviews on, on the playbook, you know, one thing that sticks out to me is something that seems to resonate with you, which is a quote that you, that you often go to. And it's so relevant for right now, especially if you're in a leadership role is, is, is being more interested than interesting be more interested than interesting when it, when it comes to leading people influence uh, um you know kind of being that compass and that shepherd for a group especially during a time like this explain to me and, and the listeners what that really means to you and then how you're aspiring to to demonstrate that yourself
2: you got it but when i was 18 and realized i wasn't going to be a professional football player because christian okoye ran me over <laughs> uh, <laughs> trevor was probably laughing in the stands um, but moreover I, went, I thought I was going to be a doctor because my mom always said, doctor, lawyer, failure, and I wanted to be rich to buy our house and a car. I went to visit my brother. I was 18. I literally wanted to be a doctor and didn't realize doctors had to be in hospitals because I hated hospitals. And at 18, my brother said, man... Dave, you've got to be more interested than interesting and you cannot be well trained. You have to be well educated. And the more information you gather, the better you develop your skills, acquire the knowledge you need, and then, you know, utilize that desire to must be what you can be. You're going to be so successful if you just be more interested than interesting, ask the extra questions, learn how to vet a situation aligned with your values and just gave me this, you know, great speech. And And I have reverse engineered, connected the dots, asked for help, done all the things that are aligned with being more interested than interesting for, you know, pretty much the last thirty four years.
0: That's great. That's so awesome. And um, and we see that we see that with a lot of the folks that we we work with that that really have significant influence. They ask a lot of questions. You know, they 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 are curious. And so I appreciate you sharing that with the listeners here. you know, somebody could look at your resume, all the people that you've worked with, the success that you had and said, this guy's never really had any kind of struggle, right? He's he's never, he's never failed. Tell us about a time where you failed. You know, I, I know I read, you know, something about a bankruptcy that you went through. How, yeah. how did How did that change? How did that change you or an experience like that? How did that change you?
2: Yeah, I think that, Same thing about guys like Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant or, you know, the great successes are, are the best failures. (laughs) And so, uh, you know, I uh, did not live with the radical humility that my mother taught me to live with. Uh, I lost my gratitude, my forgiveness, my accountability, and I surrounded myself with the wrong people, the wrong ideas and ended up uh, losing everything over a hundred million dollars on paper. I mean, I had real estate, ski mountain, golf courses uh, you know condos and houses all over the country and uh but I, you know to me life is about lessons and the lessons will keep on coming until we learn them they result in pain physical mental emotional pain spiritual pain until we learn them and so about 13 years ago two years before I lost everything my wife shifted my perspective to be of service and of value and to make room for what I wanted and to live my life and take stock in who I was with gratitude, forgiveness, accountability, and inspiration. And, you know, that lesson to me, I don't care about the money. I can always, money's a renewable resource and I've made back more money than I ever dreamed of, but now I'm utilizing it to help a lot of people and have a lot of fun. And especially today, you know, after living through 93, 97, 2001, and 2008, and all the lessons I learned through each of those compressed times of uncertainty and accelerated change, uh, this is the best that I felt in a time of uncertainty with, you know, the smiling through struggles, living in the middle of a miracle, and just very excited about the position I'm in to help others.
1: Yeah, man, that, and that's that's what's interesting, too, because I think that, you know, you guys have talked, you talked often about seeding the future, you know, seeding the next generation. And I think, you know, that's, and that really comes to what you just said here, right? It's like utilizing some of the things that, whether it be positive or negative or somewhere in between that we go through, right? Those there's, there's lessons that we learn along the way to seed the future and the next generation. And, and right now, obviously, we're in an incredibly unprecedented time, right? And we have what seems like a lot of choices to make relative to where we want to go as individuals, as a team, as an organization. But we realize that we don't really have that many choices if we want to really, truly get through this, right? And so... You know, during a time like this, you know, what are some things that you're either seeing from from people that are that are doing it right or that you're trying to implement to see the future and see the next generation?
2: One of my favorite sayings by Dennis Waitley, who's a great sales trainer, he always said, My goal in life is to see trees that I'll never sit under and Mm -hmm. utilizing, you know, my main mission in life, which is to empower others, to empower others, to be happy over a billion people. If I can just find a thousand people like you guys to empower a thousand, empower a thousand, that's over a billion people. Happiness is the most viral of all diseases. It's spread by witnessing it. It's extremely powerful. It actually strengthens your immune system. It doesn't weaken it. Uh, And so what I see right now is a great unification I see uh, great lessons, uh, of a great transition from technology where, you know, technology now is being used to unify, not separate, uh, f- all the unification at the micro level from families and neighborhoods to cities, states, and then extending out to our country and even the world. Uh, This is a great learning period, a great correction, uh, not a disaster. And I think we're going to come out of this a lot more efficient, effective, and statistically successful in understanding our values and implementing them. And so I'm extremely excited about what's going on. And, you know, the biggest unknown to me is that a third of, of the world, uh, you know, is uh, doing well. The third of the world is maintaining, and the third of the world is in a disaster. And I just want to make sure that the impact of that other third, the disastrous third, uh, does not affect all the lessons that are being learned, and that if we can raise the the level uh, of those bottom third and uh, raise the frequency of that and the vibration uh, that we can come out of this. And, you know, it may not be what people perceived uh, as being better, but, you know, I believe that everything happens for a reason. Everything's pushing us to something better or to better our situation. And the unification is going to be accelerated because of this and already is being accelerated and, uh, you know, at a certain price, but uh, wow, I'm very excited about that aspect of what's going on.
0: Hey, Harry, you know, I think I went to church yesterday uh, uh, via online and I'm going again today, man. He's giving us a sermon. I love it. It's great. And and (laughs) I he's my boy. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, he does a great job. And I I love what you said, uh, Dave, as far as the people impact. Like you said a billion people, right? Yeah. Uh, I love that. And that's, you know, Harry and I, when we started Limitless Minds with with Russell and Trevor, that's exactly was our first goal. We had a people impact goal. Now, I think what we need to do uh, Harry is revised that goal based on uh, you know uh, what what Dave's saying here, uh, yeah. but that's that's exactly where we started. So for sure, <laughs> that's right, man. So you know we we ask a lot of times, and I think this is kind of a natural thing. You know, when you're having a conversation with anybody, you've interviewed some of the greatest you know folks in the world in terms of you know whether it's in business or sports. Uh, we'll ask them what they do that right in 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 terms of what makes them successful. What I'm interested is, um, and what I've seen some of the greats, is, is, is sometimes what they're not doing. Is, what are some things that you don't do that have really contributed to your success?
2: I don't have the same needs. Um, so, you know, these ego-based needs are the things that I don't do anymore, right? I don't have a need to be offended. Um, I don't have the FOMO. I have JOMO, right? The fear of missing out. I have joy of missing out. Um, you know, I don't need or vote for what other people want for me, right? I vote for what I want. Um, you know, these are the big things, you know, I don't have a need to be uh, offended or superior or inferior or separate or anxious or frustrated or angry, guilty mm-hmm all of these needs, those are things I don't do anymore and I don't accelerate an ego-based consciousness. I practice ending fear, getting back to center, fighting my highest frequency. I know Trevor, you know, I've uh, studied and watched him over the years and he talks about neutral and, you know, neutral is a great position which, you know, for me, I would always want to be motivated and excited where uh, you know, inspiration is a neutrality and to be in spirit, to know and to be and have faith that you're connected to the greatest source of light, love, lessons, and power that ever existed, and my job is to clear those things. So I don't uh, spend money to make myself happy. I, you know, it's another thing. I, I literally everything comes through me for others. Those are all things that I don't do
1: anymore. You know what? Uh, you know, in studying you, David, like what I really noticed about you is you're really intentional about giving, right? Um, that were, you know, and I think that, you know, we talk about room tilters on this podcast. I, I think that's a really clear constant for, for individuals that really know how to influence and, and tilt a room is is they're constantly giving. And so I think one of the things, you know, DJ, that I think that David probably doesn't do is it doesn't take as much as he <laughs> maybe used my previous
2: life, right? Um, I don't manipulate, oversell, back-end sell, lie, or cheat in order to receive, uh, but I do believe in receiving after providing more value than I asked for. So I think a lot of people get confused of their own worthiness and the ability to receive. It's, it's actually giving when you receive less than you've given there's a net there and so that's Mm -hmm. what I talk about making room for what I want that the the more I expand by being able to receive more and more but giving it through me away to others is essential but I can't give what I don't have so if I'm not receiving I'm stopping the flow I think it's important for people to know today like money doesn't disappear it just slows down let's speed it up get get in the way for your share but give the rest away
1: I think that you know you did a really cool interview with with Randy Jackson that I, that I watched. Right. And, and, you know, the number one thing for him was authenticity, right. Coming from where he comes from, you know, an in industry that he's that he's made his name in that level of authenticity is so critical. Right. And I think, you know, when you have that right balance of, of giving receiving and, and like you're talking about, I think it just provides that level of authenticity. That's that's critical to being, um, you know, a leader, right. A people mover and so on and so forth. So I think that you've, you know, you've, figured that out along your your journey. I love that you're sharing that with your listeners, with other people you come in contact with. Um, and so that's, that's really what's inspiring and why I was really excited to like, when DJ said, we're going to get Dave on, I'm like, this is awesome. You know, I mean? <laughs> gotta make sure that people are hearing some of the message, you know?
0: Yeah. You know, Dave, the the, the last thing I'll say before, say before I get into these uh, rapid questions right. is that, you know, I read another story about your wife, you, you had had a long night out or something and she, she had checked you on, uh, you know, and, and, you know, that was kind of one of the things where you said, like. Hey, I had to, you know, reevaluate what was important and what got me to the point, you know, to be successful. So it was it's it's really it's really reassuring um to hear you giving another example here on on this uh, you know, podcast of of you know how she checked you, you know, in a certain other area. But having those right people around you is so important. And uh so thanks for sharing that, those those personal uh anecdotes. Um uh, we, we appreciate that.
2: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, having people that don't just say yes, especially is more successful you get and the more capacity you have more people just want to please you. And, uh, you know, that is a superpower for people to tell you the truth uh, because all of us are hypocrites. All of us are on a journey to enjoy the consistent persistent pursuit of our potential. And so we need people and my wife saved my life. uh, And Mm -hmm. she continues to amaze me, uh, with how enlightened she
0: is and how much help, uh, which is why I'm so close after 23 years of marriage. So awesome. All right, here we go. Some of the fun questions, the rapid questions here. Favorite chain restaurant? McDonald's. Last book read? Thank you, Grow Rich. Good, good. Favorite musical artist? Uh, Bob Marley. All right, here we go. So you have three daughters and one son, right? Yep. Yeah. Favorite child? <laughs> which, which day which day that's right that's good that's good well to, uh, ironically you have three daughters harry has three daughters and i have three daughters our souls are polished that, that's that's right um all right lakers or the ohio state university the Ohio State University. Wow! All right. Yeah. And, and who would you who would you like to interview that you haven't already? That's alive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. President yeah. Obama. President Obama. If it's alive, President Obama. If it's dead, it would be Jesus Christ. Got you. Mm. Love it. You know what, man? You got it. You got to use those Occidental connections and get exactly. And get <laughs> uh, um, but, well, well. Th- hey, thanks. Thank you so much for your time, Dave. It, this was really, really a pleasure. We look forward to this uh, this conversation. And you've given us so many nuggets, and 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 uh, and on your journey to impact one billion people, and hopefully we have a small part of that and help you impact you know a certain number. And uh, but we appreciate your time.
2: I appreciate all of you guys, and uh, let's do this again. Okay, stay happy and healthy.
0: You've been listening to the Room Tilters podcast, hosted by DJ Itzen and Harry Wilson, presented by Limitless Mind.